Hey, all you nostalgic music reps. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 9021 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, and I mean expert, Kendra. Truly. And one of us is a 9021 novice on every episode ahead of us, but a bit of an expert <laughs> on everything look up, before. So. If you look up expert in the dictionary, Nick's face is actually in there as yeah. an example. I didn't want to brag, but I appreciate you doing that for me. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, I'm Kendra Bickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. For real. Rating is so important. It truly is. I love, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I don't know that I've ever actually rated one. What? I don't think I have. You gotta rate them. I know, I'm sorry. But that's a good reminder. I usually, you know, I usually you, don't rate yeah. unless I love it. Unless like, you love I can't, it, I can't imagine myself going and like rating someone like one star. Yeah, it just I seems hate mean. Spot. It does seem a little mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I do like to give out five stars. Good for you. So. Good for you. So, if listeners, if you want to pop in and, and give us a five star rating, I mean, nobody's hey. going to be upset. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to try to rate some of my favorite podcasts too because I should put I think my you money. Should where my mouth is. Agreed. Today we're discussing season five, episode 19, Little Monsters. Don't get it. I don't get it. Little Monsters. Little Monsters was a toy line when I was a kid. Yeah. Like like my buddy, there was like Little Monsters, but I don't, Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe we'll figure it out as we Maybe. Usually it's music replacement, so you know. (laughs) All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The week need not apply. This episode originally aired February 1st of 1995. Mm-hmm. One passing to mention, February 2nd, actor Donald Pleasance of The Great Escape, You've Only Lived Twice, or THX1138 passed yes, away. that's George Lucas. That's a, that's a George Lucas movie that I've never seen. I have heard of it. He's the So he plays Blofeld in You Only Live Twice, and he's the uh. one... He's the one that very clearly Dr. Evil is patterned after and all that. Like, he's the iconic mm-hmm. Blofeld, Donald Pleasance. Gotcha. One movie to mention, February 3rd, Boys on the Side, with Whoopi Goldberg premiered. Okay. TV, February 1st, the Classic Sports Network, now known as ESPN Classics, launched. Your favorite TV show. I, yeah, TV the station, whole network. Nick. Yeah, whatever they got, <laughs> I want to watch. You just leave it on all day. Yep. <laughs> February 2nd, Seinfeld aired its 100th episode. Cool. February 1st, Hearts of Fire with John Ritter and Marky Post. Yeah. Aired its finale. Marky Post, like from Night Court, which is currently uh, getting a reboot. Night Court. Ooh. This show was one of the ones that USA showed constantly, like the USA Network. Mm. And so I've seen a lot of Hearts of Fire. And of course, I mean, I'm a big John Ritter fan from the Three's Company days. So I did. I like of this course. show. I remember watching this as a child. Three's Company, another show. I wasn't allowed to watch Three's Company. Well, but now with Pluto, with Pluto TV, <laughs> we watch it sometimes. That uh, and it's it's hilarious. That makes a lot of sense to me because Three's Company is kind of shockingly filthy when you go back and watch it. Like all the double entendres really and is. stuff. It's like whoa. It really is. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> and also on February 1st, Love and War with Susan Day, Andy Potts, and Jay Thomas ended. Yeah. 
I like this one too. I like Jay Thomas and anything he shows up in. Susan Day was Laurie Partridge in The Partridge Family, and this was one of her mm-hmm. like grown-up adult roles. But I think, if I remember right, she like left or got fired, and then they bring in Annie Potts to kind of take over, and it didn't last. But mm-hmm. I loved this show as a child. I don't know my tastes in 1995, unusual. You're an old soul. Thank yeah. you, Kendra. Thank you from the get-go. Yeah. All right. Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. This is another listener submitted beyond the zip code, which is great because less work for uh, your boy here. Yeah. So uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you to our friend Jody over on Facebook. Uh, she says, I know Kendra hasn't gotten to the Matt Durning years, but imagine my surprise when I started watching season one of You and saw Matt, the lawyer with the heart of gold, as played by Daniel Cosgrove, playing an abusive, alcoholic mess of a man. That is quite a divergent from the character that we will meet in i want to say season nine so you've got a ways to go here oh yeah you've got a ways to go uh if you're not familiar you is a psychological thriller kind of a slasher series that's based on a book series by carolyn keppens which is uh i don't feel like i've seen a lot of, i'm a librarian if you don't know that uh in my regular life i haven't seen a lot of traction with these books honestly but the series seems to be going uh pretty well so everybody loves this series yeah. my dad started watching this series which is wow. weird midnight master just- blaster <laughs> It's weird. I know. It's weird. Yeah. But he, he started watching it. Um, I watched the first like three or four episodes and then I was out. You were out. But everyone keeps telling me I need to just push through. You got to get back in. Going, so. Now you know there's a 90210 connection. So it's kind of like homework. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> I guess I have to. Uh, in that same message, Jody also mentioned that the last episode we did, the, the Mexico episode, Dylan Valerie Jonesy, is one of her favorites of the series. And that's how I always remembered it, too. So good, uh, good taste. To our friend Jody. <laughs> and listeners, if you want to share uh, Beyond the Zip Code with us, you can find us at Twitter at Here We Go Pod or over on our lonely Facebook page where Jody found us. So, yeah. Send them in, my friends. All right, let's look at the synopsis for Little Monsters. Dylan returns from Hawaii after having dropped Erica off to be raised by Iris. Because Iris is great at raising children. Yeah, she's children. perfect. She loves being <laughs> responsible for children, and children love her. <laughs> Valerie is happy to have him back, but would be happier if she got a cut of the money they recovered, a desire she successfully communicates to Jonesy as well. Meanwhile, Finley's tenure hearing is approaching, and Kelly is still working to get a positive result. Brandon and Kelly continue to drift apart. While Jesse's away, Andrea meets up with Peter, and it seems dangerous. <laughs> Ray has caught the attention of a record label, which sees the return of Ariel, much to Donna's dismay. That's right. There's a lot going on in this episode. There is, yeah. All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Meredith Stein and directed by James Eckhouse, who plays Jim. James Eckhouse. This is the final of three episodes directed by James Eckhouse. Kendra, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we saw an eye in Zeering. Did he show? We did see him for a quick second. Okay. Quick second. Blink and you miss it because it's it's left my mind, but I'm glad you're on the ball. I'm, yes, I got it. A lot of recurring players this time coming back for more. We have Alan Toy as Patrick Finley. Creepier and creepier every time. Every single time. Wings Hauser is back as Jonesy. Cynthia Lynch back as Sarah. Gerald McCullough as Dan McGrath. James C. Victor as Peter and his dimples and floppy hair. This is the final of three appearances by Carrie Wooher as Ariel Hunter. And we have one other guest star this week, Jeff Gentleman as Terry Dixon, who's best known for playing Matt Wise on the daytime soap Guiding Light. 
I also saw no different. I also saw in the soundtrack section that the original episode included the songs "I Know That Game," which I think we heard a little bit of in the last episode, or would have, supposedly, well as the song "Why," which was co-written and performed by Jamie Walters. So we're not hearing Ray. That is a bummer. It is. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Here we go. We start at Dylan's. Dylan and Valerie are back from the airport. She picked him up. Uh, He just returned from Hawaii where uh, he dropped off Erica. He wanted to see if she and Iris would hit it off, and they did, and she loved it there, so there she shall stay. So dismissive. He's like, I'm not really the parent type. I'm like, bro, this whole series, all of these five seasons have been about you wanting, like, family and to belong. It's been eating him alive, the fact that Erica was not with him. I don't understand why they did this. I I really don't. I mean, I guess the alternative... Maybe they were like, well, we don't want to turn the bad boy into a a dad. (laughs) The bad boy into a dad boy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but still, just being like, so she's out of my life, or whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. I just feel like... This is the same frustration I have with Frasier, where they're just like, yeah, he has a son. He's somewhere else. He's with Lilith. Yeah. I just feel like, commit to having Erica in like three episodes a season, you know? Be like, oh, yeah, well, at least the son in yeah. Frasier shows up sometimes. And he has like a whole runner where he's in love with Daphne. And like, yeah. like he he's like a character. Yeah. So. I just feel like, you know, OK, fine. Erica's maybe going to spend all her school breaks with Dylan or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just have some kind of thing other than just like, well, I've been desperately trying to save her for over a year. Now I did. And I dumped her with the mom. I hate. I don't like it. At least, no, they love each other now. That's They're right. Fine. They love each other. They love each other. At least there's some kind of resolution, which is better than literally nothing, but not much. Yeah. Not much. No, it's 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 lame for it sure. Is. It is. Valerie has some desserts for him. She has like a, a platter of homemade dessert or yes. something. And they sit on the couch and she says, okay, so now that everything's good with Erica, let's talk about how I did a lot of work. And have not been paid yeah. for my services. I um I which is fair. I don't falter on this. I really don't. No. You know? No. It's awkward to bring up money, but also yeah. she I mean, she got punched in the face. Right. She got yeah. she got hurt physically. She was like tortured. <laughs> yeah. Briefly. She was briefly tortured. She was briefly tortured. She could have been shot. Yeah. I mean, she does deserve something. She it's, absolutely it's does. True. Yeah. This yeah. this was and I don't know if we're supposed to feel like she's being opportunistic. There's a lot of sexism in this episode. Let's just say that right from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The women in this episode who have goals of their own are treated like soap opera villains. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't uh, I don't have a problem with it. Valerie yeah. Valerie wanting her cut because the woman she replaced would have had a cut as she brings up yeah. later, you know? So mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dylan pretty instantly is like, "Yeah, you're right. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Like you you will get a cut." And then they're they're back to kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been wondering. We have. Are they do they like each other? Back. I guess they do. After the intro, we go to the Peach Pit where Andrea is meeting Brandon. She says that Jesse is getting ready to go out of town for a bunch. He has a bunch of interviews lined up, and he's stressing. So she's stressing. So she was happy to get out of the house and meet Brandon for a minute. Mm-hmm. Brandon wants her to take a look at an article he's written in defense of. Professor Finley. Yeah. And he says, you know, they talk about how it is a good move, like, politically for him to write this article because everyone loves, all the students love Finley. But also, 
he's doing it for Kelly because they have uh, their relationship has been pretty rocky. Yeah, since the meeting with Finley. I feel like Brandon's approach here is pretty understandable. Like as the student body president, he's not saying Finley's the greatest, Finley's the best. He's saying the majority of the students. I don't know if that's true, but the you know the majority of students who are active and involved in this conversation love Finley and want him to stay, and that should be a factor in the decision. I think that's really mm-hmm. Brandon's posture here. I don't think yeah. he's defending him so much as just saying, like, look, like it or not, this is what the students want, and shouldn't it be about the students, you know? Mm-hmm. Kelly doesn't know about the article. He hasn't told her yet. That's important to know for yes, later. Yes, At Kelly Donna Claire's. Kelly has a full, like... Full living room. Oh, it's People like a telethon. I think I saw Jerry yeah, Lewis at one point. Everyone's really on cool. the phone, calling yeah. other students, getting everyone. I don't know what they're doing. Just getting more students to support, I guess. I guess. I, I feel like they're trying to get people to turn up at the meeting. or Okay. At the, know, yeah. At the, whatever. at the hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Donna comes in very upset because she was on her way to the Peach Pit After Dark, but she got rear-ended and she wants to use the phone to call ray and let him know what happened and no one will give her a phone she's very exasperated by this <laughs> and finally kelly goes to give her a phone but then it rings so she answers it and it is finley checking mm-hmm. in on how things are going creepy man creepy man yeah he he and kelly are, are a little a little too close mm-hmm. back at dylan's place valerie is getting dressed to to leave <laughs> after <laughs> They've uh, they've been in the bedroom and again brings up, hey, can you write me a check before I leave? Yeah. I need I need that that money. So Dylan's like, sure, of course, mm. uh, writes her a check. Yeah. Uh, and it's for ten thousand dollars. Yes. Well, first of all, he he's like, oh, hey, you're just getting out of bed and I'm writing you a check. That's funny. <laughs> it's like, mm, <laughs> I don't know if that's funny <laughs> so much as inappropriate uh yeah, yeah ten thousand dollars though which to my mind is a low ball figure it's pretty low it's a lot of money i mean like when she has i mean i would take a check for ten thousand dollars you know why not but oh yeah but but considering that he just got back four million i think we're i think we're in the six figure situation well, he got here. back he got back eight million gave four to jonesy yeah and now she is only giving her 10. Right. Like, I feel like a more appropriate number would have been like 100,000. I think 100,000 is minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a bigger chunk of check. I mean, yeah. $10,000 out of 4 million is like, it's nothing. Right. Yeah. Here you go, sweetheart. Buy yourself something <laughs> which, <free. laughs> which is basically what she says. She says, right. equal pay for equal work. Yeah. I just did so much work to get you this money. Yeah. And, you know, you just got $4 million of it back, which to me, I mean, it is his money. Correct, yeah. You know, he can do what he wants with his own money, but yeah, $10,000 is definitely low. I truly feel like she would have accepted a check for 100000 Oh, yeah. I think she would I have. Do. I think so, too. But ten, mm, eh. She was a linchpin. She's yeah. like the literally the only reason why it worked. She was the they one who got Kevin. They couldn't have done it without her. She was the one who got Kevin to log into his account. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't have done it without her. Yeah, she needs a hundred. And she thousand. stuck. She stuck with him when he wanted to go get Erica. Right. Yeah, she went rogue with him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she says, "Thanks for nothing." They argue a little, and he's like, "You should have made this deal before you came over." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and she says, "Thanks for nothing." Does least. she take the check? I can't remember. 
She does take the check. Good for you. Yes. Good yeah. job. I thought she might rip it up, but she didn't. Yeah. She took it. Smart. The Peach Pit After Dark, we see Ariel. She's back mm-hmm. uh, with a cute hairdo. I don't think she had that cute hairdo No, before. I don't think she did either. No. It seems like she's moved up in the ranks as well. Yeah, like, I think so. She was kind of like an intern when we yeah, last saw her, she was, but yeah. she she seems like she's got a bigger job now. So she is there to see Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, she's heard good things. She likes his music. Claire takes her backstage. Well, actually, she sees David. She like runs into David, and Claire's like, "Oh, you two know each other?" And David's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. We do. We do. Got a history." Yeah, so takes her back, takes, Claire takes her to see Ray. This is where we see Ian Ziering for just a second. Oh, we do. Okay. He comes up to David and is like, man, the the musicians get all the girls. I remember now. I remember now. <laughs> yep. And, and David says, well, Donna's really not going to be happy mm-hmm. when she sees her. But Donna's not there, as you remember, because she got rear-ended. Right. Ray Ray is backstage. He's upset because he like sweated through his shirt and Donna was supposed to bring him another shirt. Mm-hmm. So he's like in a in a vest mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Ariel is very happy to meet him. She's kind of flirty from the get-go. Yeah. She says that, you know, she wants him to meet the head guy at her label, which is Firestorm Records, and talk about maybe yeah. cutting a deal. Yeah. At Andrea's. Hannah is having trouble breathing, I guess. And Jesse, you know, he's like, oh, I don't want to leave, but I have to leave. I can't cancel all these interviews that I have. And Jesse suggests that she calls Peter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, well, if you don't want to go to the emergency room, why don't you give that doctor friend of yours a call, Peter? Yeah. And as soon as he is out the door, yeah, she picks up the phone. <laughs> you know what, though? In that scene where he's like, I, I wish I could stay, but I have to go to these interviews. And she was like, well, can't you just cancel them? I thought that was kind of like not cool of her to suggest that he cancels and, these interviews. And out of character for Andrea, who knows, you know, I just feel like she would support him and be like, yeah, we need to do this so yeah. we can have a better life. Like, right, exactly. But she's like, yeah, can't you just not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Back on campus, Kelly and Finley are uh, walking around campus, and they run into Cindy and Brandon, because Cindy's a student. Cindy's a student. <laughs> and it's awkward, because Kelly is very icy to Brandon. She sure is. Brandon's like, hey, I've been trying to call you, and Kelly's just, like, shrugged. Yeah, mama busy. <laughs> I'm busy. So, yeah, so Brandon ends up leaving, and... Finley's like, wow, that was being a little cold towards him. And she spills her guts about, you know, he hasn't been super supportive about this whole thing. And he's my boyfriend. And Finley's like, yeah, you're right. That is not good. That's like a, he should be supportive of mm-hmm. you. You need all the support. I don't know what his game get. is. Does he like, does he want to get with Kelly? Do you think that's it? I don't actually. I think it's more that he just wants devotion you know i think yeah, he just wants yeah yeah i think he mm-hmm. wants to be the primary focus of not just her life but all of these kids lives i think he mm-hmm. wants to be you know a cult leader <laughs> <laughs> let's you just know? say it yeah david meets up with donna and breaks the news to her about ariel is the rep that that ray met with because 
she was like, oh, yeah, he met with her. He said she's great, and he's so excited. And David says, uh, well, here's the thing. It's yeah. actually Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little flashback to them cheating in the back of the limo. Mm-hmm. Donna says she has to leave because she has a sickening case of deja vu. Yeah. But she is thankful that he told her. This whole thing is weird. Yeah. That they they used to date, they broke up because he cheated on her, and now he's like being a friend and being like, hey, the person I cheated on you with is actually... It is weird. It's just weird. It is weird. And I enjoyed the scene between Donna and David, just because it was old school, you know? Like, I don't... They haven't really communicated like that in a long time, and I do not want them to get back together. I'm just saying it was kind of nice to get that... Get a little bit of a pin on that relationship, but just sort of like, hey, remember? These two have history, and, you know... She's a big part of it. I don't understand the the way everybody is responding to Ariel in this scenario. As if that like having a relationship with David would have done anything for her career wise. Oh yeah. Like if Nothing. it was the other way around, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if David was sleeping with her, then that would be problematic. But like what does she get by like dating david who is a nobody like nothing <laughs> same thing she yeah. get from dating ray she gets nothing out of that equation so it's just a weird yeah. i don't get it yeah okay so then we go to the meeting at firestorm records yeah. it went very well and the head guy's like hey we'll be talking to you soon mm-hmm. After Ray walks away, he tells Ariel to make the deal happen. Like, do what you need to do to make this deal happen. Here's where I get confused. Because, like, Ray, like, later he's kind of a holdout. But right now he's very, let's do this. Yeah. She doesn't need to be flirty with him and take him shopping like she's about to do. He would be ready to to sit down and make a deal without all of that. Yeah, but I think they know that they're planning to hit him with the he doesn't own the rights to his own songs. So I think they're trying to, like, sweeten the pot ahead of time so that he's already kind of on the hook by the time they drop that bomb. Mm, Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, she chases after him and says, hey, let me take you shopping for some new boots. Takes a little convincing, but he agrees. Next, we go to Jim's office, which we haven't seen in a very long time. Dylan is all dressed up. He's got his suit. He's got this scruff going on. I was just going to say. Very, very nice. Oh, you like the scruff. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I love, I love some scruff. Okay. You can ask my husband. I'm always like, oh, yeah, you got that scruff. But, but it's just a goatee. It's a, it's goatee scruff. No, there's a, it's like very light on the sides. Disagree. It's not too goatee though, because I don't Mm. like goatees. Mm. I would argue that it's, it's like high. thicker in or in the goatee area, but there is more scruff on there's scruff on the sides. Okay. I promise. All or right. I wouldn't have liked it. All right. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so he's all dressed up and Jim says he's happy that Kevin and Suzanne finally got what they deserved. Yeah. And Dylan says that he should have listened to Jim in the first place. So that must be nice for Jim to hear. Yes, but Jim doesn't reciprocate that. And again, as the adult and the paternal figure in the relationship, Jim has a responsibility to be like, look, I was kind of a jerk about this whole thing. Like I Mm -hmm. had my feelings hurt and I acted like a jerk and I should have been more responsible and I'm sorry. Jim just kind of accepts Dylan's apology and he's like, yeah, you were kind of awful, but you know, you're changed now. You're better. So I deign to give you my time. Made me mad. Yeah. Made me mad. Yep. So he wants Jim to be his business manager. Yes. And he says, "Not. I don't want it to be like it was before. I'm a different person now. 
I trust you. I want you in charge of my money. Yeah. And the difference here is before Dylan had a trust where he had to ask Jim's permission right. to make payments and expenses and things like that. Now he's saying, just be my investment man. Just make sure that nobody's stealing my money and that it's working for me. That's it. Dylan mm -hmm. Dylan has full control over it. Yeah. And so Jim's going to think about it. Yes. Before Dylan leaves, Jim asks, hey, what did you and Valerie even do down there in Mexico? And Dylan says, well, I won't bore you with the details, but let's just say Valerie is $10,000 richer now. I'm going to call not cool on that. I don't really feel like he should have told Jim that. Yeah, it's not really any of Jim's business. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's. I think it's Valerie's choice if she wants to share that information. I don't really see. I don't know. Yeah. Valerie is out shopping mm -hmm. and she is buying a new outfit. It's very like leather biker <laughs> chick. Yes. Outfit. Not unlike um, what she was wearing when she first was meeting Dylan in the yes. pool bar. Yeah, pretty much exactly. <laughs> That's what you call them, right? Pool bars. Yeah, pool bars. <laughs> <laughs> so she is paying for the clothes and she sees Ray and Ariel shopping for boots. Ray is asking questions to Ariel about, you know, well, if I sign, will I have full control yeah. over my music? And yes, Ariel so says, yes. He knows what's up. Yep. You've, you've got all the control. Yep. He's trying on some snakeskin boots, Ooh. which he doesn't really think are his style, but Ariel thinks they look great. Yeah, she does. She likes them. Valerie comes over to say hi, and instantly Valerie and Ariel are enemies. Yes, which, again... <laughs> There's some sexism for you. Yeah, because why? No reason. <laughs> no reason at all. And I would well, swear Ariel that... wouldn't be threatened by Valerie. No. Like, why would she be threatened by him Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. And, like, I would swear that Valerie and Ray have never been in the same room before, let alone spoken. Am I wrong about yeah, this? Yeah, do they know each other? That's what I think. I don't... <laughs> do they I mean, know each other at all? We're missing sections where he's singing, so maybe there's something in there that's going on. But, like, when they started talking, I was like... Oh, when? <laughs> is this the first scene? Yeah. I guess the only thing I can really think of is the fire episode when Ray was in the calm room upstairs. Because Ray does kind of rescue Valerie and Steve, remember? Yes. But yes. as far as like a relationship, I no. uh, You know, I don't know. Yeah. So Ariel walks away to go get a different boot selection. And Valerie is immediately like, so you're two-timing Donna. <laughs> yeah. Which, do she and Donna have a relationship? But anyway... And Ray says, no, it's not like that. She's from a record label. You know, she's just schmoozing me. She's mm -hmm. buying me boots. And Valerie says that <laughs> it seems like she's into him, but aren't we all? Yeah. And there was definitely... It's a weird comment. <laughs> it was. Because yeah, I guess she's interested in Ray is what we're learning. That's, well, that was my no, impression. There's no chemistry between them. So. <laughs> no. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Ray is looking at his new boots and talking about how expensive they are and how Ariel was, has been great and the label seems good. And Donna's listening and finally she says, hey, I know Ariel. She and David are the reason that uh, we broke up. Yeah. Because they got cozy in the back of the... At first she just says she was hitting or she was coming on to David. Right. And I was like, that is... Uh, like, that's a mild way to describe right. the situation. 
And, and I mean, it wasn't just Ariel. It takes right. two to exactly, tango. Exactly, exactly. Like, the whole time I keep thinking, like, isn't the villain of this story still David? It's David. Like, yeah. Ariel knew he had a girlfriend, and that's not cool. But, like, but isn't she it David? Flirt all, <laughs> isn't she it can David? flirt all she wants, and David has to make the decision exactly. to cheat on his girlfriend. Exactly, so, yes. Yeah. David is definitely the bad guy. Yes. But I guess we've forgiven David, so. Apparently, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but David himself is kind of like, hey, man, I was caught... I was caught in the trap that is Ariel, so I don't want the same thing to happen to you. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so she tells Ray she doesn't. She wants him to return the boots and not see Ariel again. Yeah. And Ray says, "You can't ask me to do that. This yeah. is a really big opportunity yeah. for me." And she says, "I don't care. I want you to do this for me." And he says, "It's not about you. It's about me, and that's my top priority right now." You know what? I, I feel like I've said this before and it's weird, but like, I'm kind of on Ray's side here. Like, I, I think it's that a is, weird, it's, it's too much it for, for her to ask. It's too much of an ask. And I think that it's like, from a character standpoint, I 100% buy Donna slapping down that ultimatum, given their past and given how like traumatic that was for her, totally buy it from the character. But I still think it's unfair. And I think Ray's right to be like, hey, sorry, this is not, me and her is not a thing that's going to happen, but I still have to pursue this opportunity. I think a more reasonable thing would have been, can you not hang out with her alone? Yes. Or can I be there mm-hmm. when you're meeting with her? Yeah. yeah. That's more thing, reasonable. If it was like, no more cute little shopping trips. Okay? Yeah. Like meetings in the office, whatevs. But like, you don't need to go boot shopping, you know? <laughs> yeah. In Brandon's presidential office, <laughs> which is basically a closet. Closet. Kelly comes to see him because she has seen the article that he posted. She didn't know about it. And she is very happy that about the article. And all is forgiven for a moment. They go back to, to kissing and, you know, they've been on the rocks for a while. So Brandon's feeling good about that. And he says, hey, let's just ditch the rest of the day. Let's go have a picnic out on a mountain or whatever he wants to do i again i get why he wants to do that but that was kind of a big swing for him to take when she won't even like return a phone call so i was kind of like oh you're pushing it brandon i don't blame him but it's definitely was like ah she might have been like yeah let's go have lunch but yeah playing hooky she says she can't because professor finley needs her and brandon says i need you Mm -hmm. then she gets a little suspicious she says did you is this why you wrote the article just so you could get back in my, in my good graces? Yeah. And he says, no, but you are my girlfriend right, and I would like to said, spend yeah. time with you. Yeah. So back on the rocks, I guess. Yeah. For those two. He's like, so what's, what's so bad about that? And she's like, nothing. Bye. That's Bye. it. That's it. At the peach pit after dark, David approaches Ray and tells him to watch out for Ariel. Yeah. She's a man eater. There was nothing I could do, no, man. Totally, she just seduced me. Totally helpless, yeah. <laughs> Ray is pretty pretty defensive. He says, you know, I didn't ask for your advice. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. David says he can go back to pushing pumpkins for all he cares, but he's looking <laughs> uh, out for Donna. <laughs> I did like that line. And Ray says, Ariel didn't burn Donna all by herself yeah. last summer. And again, I would go a step farther and say that David's the one who burned Donna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but whatevs. Over in the peach pit, Donna and Claire are talking about the whole Ariel situation. And she doesn't, you know, she thinks that maybe she was too harsh on Ray. She says that Kelly is no help. She All she does is spew out Finley's psychobabble every right. time she tries to talk to her about her problems. Yep. Claire doesn't think 
like from what her dad says that the students are going to be able to change anybody's mind mm-hmm. because the faculty is, you know, yeah. the faculty yeah, doesn't, he doesn't like have it very any support. much. Yeah. Yeah, and Donna's like, "Well, I'm kind of okay with that." She like she she doesn't seem to like Finley. Yeah. And what he's doing to Kelly. Yeah. David then comes in and says that he told Ray to watch out for Ariel, which Donna thanks him for. Great. Again, it's weird because he's the one who cheated on right. her. But yeah. At the Walsh house, Dylan is there talking with Jim and Cindy when Brandon walks in. Tells, now everyone knows that Valerie has $10,000. Yeah. That's public knowledge. Cindy asks Dylan if they should be concerned about Valerie. And Dylan's like, man, you guys thought you had your hands full with Brenda? <laughs> you, <laughs> Valerie's on a whole other level. Yeah, but what he says is nonsensical. He's like, she's a bigger package with a brighter bow or something. I'm like, what? Okay. bulb? Brighter bulb? I don't think like so. Like a light bulb? I think it was no? bow. I think it was bow. Okay. But I also well, think Well, either way, it's a, a weird thing to so, say. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're interpreting things differently today. Cut to Valerie is now at Jonesy's place. She is there to get her money. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it would make... I feel like it makes sense for her and Jonesy to split the, that money. Like Dylan yeah. says, here's half my money. Mm-hmm. You two split it. Yeah. I'm still going to keep most of my money True. for it is my money. Although if you'll remember like, the deal that Dylan made with Jonesy in the, in the Christmas episode was half plus expenses. So mm-hmm. that would have been an expense and that would have come out of Dylan's half. So, but Jonesy seemed pretty amenable to it. So whatever. Yeah, well, first he makes her play charades, and the answer to charades is sleep with me, right. which she is not there That's to do. No. She That's says, no. nope, she's not going to do it, but she wants she wants her cut. She said she acted like a pro. She wants to be paid like a pro. Yeah, he, so she, he, says, he said, yeah, she says just what you said. Basically, you were already planning on paying someone to do the job. I did the job, so give me that money. And he's like, meh. So he g- brings out a briefcase full of cash. Mm-hmm. Says he will give her the money on the condition that she works with him again sometime. Yep. What's the, what's the line from the... Quid, quid pro quo? What line? No, like, isn't there a line from the Godfather that one day I will ask you to... Oh, yes, there I is. I can't, I can't quote it for you, I'm sorry. Insert line from Godfather here. I <laughs> Put it right in there. Yep. And that she'll stay for a drink. Uh-huh. Doesn't say how much though. How much do you think he gave her? I don't know. It was it was one pre wrapped set of bills. I would guess it is a hundred thousand. That's what I would guess. You think he only gave her the one? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did, and they were hundreds. So I think it was a hundred thousand. Okay. At the peach pit after dark, Ariel is very upset with Ray because he has heard their pitch and he does not want to sign because they are gonna take all of his publishing rights. So none of his songs would belong to him. Only on Just the like first, he asked about. Only on the first album. That's yeah. That's only on the first album. And she's like, nobody ever complains about this. And he was like, well, most people aren't writing and performing their own songs. And she's like, that's mm-hmm. fair point. It's fair point. <laughs> so, yeah, he says, you can't buy me off with a, a pair of boots and a second rate deal. Mm-hmm. She says that she is willing to go all the way. She'll do whatever it takes to to sign this deal. And Ray says, yeah, I've heard that about you. Not cool. <laughs> but I the don't answer think that's is no. Cool. I don't think that's cool. Yeah. 
Because David wasn't signing a deal. No. David was taking the place of a keyboard player yeah. on stage <laughs> exactly. one night. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, There's a lot of slut shaming. Yeah, there is, for sure. All right, we go to a coffee shop where Andrea and Peter have met up for coffee. Andrea feels this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're they're playing with fire here, but Peter says, hey, we're in a public place. How dangerous can it get? Mm-hmm. She says that her heart rate is, her heart is racing, so he, like, playfully checks her heart rate, her pulse, on her hand, so then uh, they start holding hands. That's an important uh, distinction. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Her, yeah, her wrist. Yeah. So then they start holding hands, and then they lean in, and they kiss. And I was yelling at my TV. Mm. I was like, Andrea, stop. Yep. Don't do- Stop Andrea. what you're doing. She didn't listen to me. She didn't. No, she went right for it. This is the first time they've kissed, right? Yes, it is. I think okay. the first time there's been any kind of, like, touching or anything. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, big deal. Well, I'm disappointed. I am, too. Disappointed in Andrea. Back on campus, Finley, his students are all gathered for this hearing that's about to happen. And Finley makes a speech and says, you know, whatever happens, my head's held high and it's going to be it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Brandon is there with flowers for Kelly. And he and Finley are pretty cordial with each other. They shake hands, say hi to each other. Because Finley saw the article and stuff, you know. Yeah. He takes the flowers to Kelly, who's in Finley's office, and Brandon apologizes if he's been selfish. He just wants Kelly to be happy. Also, he has not been selfish. No, not at all. <laughs> at the Peach Pit, Ariel comes in looking for Ray, mm-hmm. who he and Donna have made up. They're all canoodling yeah, in totally a booth, mm-hmm. eating their food. Which I don't know if I'd want a canoodle. He's eating a tuna melt. Yeah, it's got to, it's got to smell bad. Yeah, I agree. Whatever. I agree. Ariel comes up to them, and they both are pretty icy towards yeah. her. Ariel says, "Your your boyfriend made a really stupid decision today," and Ray's like, "No, I didn't." And I'm gonna go get our coats, and we're gonna leave. Yeah, I don't know why Ray is so cold to Ariel. Like he didn't like yeah. the deal. Fine, but it's not like it was a secret. You know what I mean? No, like, it was yeah. presented. She answered all of his questions. Like nothing was like untowards happening. Well, she here. did kind of lie to him. I mean, she said he would have rights to his songs, but then he wouldn't. So. Only for the first album. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just the first album. <laughs> so Ariel sits down and says, Donna, you have to talk to him. He's making a really big mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Donna says, why should I help you? You, <laughs> After what you did to me, Ariel says that is fair. And she's sorry about what happened with David. She tells Donna that you're not going to lose Ray to me, but you might lose him to that ego of his. Yeah, which is fair. That's possible. It is. So Donna goes to to goes after Ray in the at the Peach Pit after dark and thanks him for not signing the deal mm-hmm. and asks if he did it because of her. And he says no. It just it was a bad deal. Yeah. And he also says that she was right about Ariel. But was she? Is the question. Here's the thing. I mean, she is very flirty. She, she comes is. on strong. She I does. feel if I feel if Ray had been someone else who was more into that sort of thing, they could have done more and 
she would have gone along with it. I guess I just but, didn't really feel like that was necessarily her goal to like sleep with him. I thought it was more just to kind of like. No, it was to schmooze him. Yes, to schmooze him. Yes, exactly. Well, Donna and Ray kiss and all is forgiven. Oh, good. Outside of the peach pit, Valerie pulls up in a brand new car. <laughs> and Dylan's there and asks, where did you, wow, you took the $10,000 and you leased a car? And she says, no, I own this car. I bought it. And he figures out that she went to Jonesy mm -hmm. for the money and calls her a hooker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to cool. her face. Cool. Yep. And Valerie says, I'm not a hooker, but if I was, you couldn't afford me. <laughs> Back on campus, all of the students are waiting outside of the boardroom for this vote to go through. The board members start coming out. No one will talk to the students. They yeah. kind of just scurry past them. Finally, Finley comes out and breaks the news that he did not get offered tenure. But he says, it's okay. I, can, I may not be welcome at this university, but I can give my lectures on a bench or under a tree. In a I compound will, with no windows. Will, the new evolution will go on. Great. Is what he says. Super cool. Which is great. Super cool. Yep. So he's getting, you know, hugs and pats from all his students. Kelly tells Brandon, I have to go with him. And Brandon says, okay, go ahead. So... Kelly goes up to him and Finley says, I need to get out of here. So mm -hmm. the two of them go off to his office and they go in his office and she just thinks he's so inspiring. You know, he's worked so hard mm. and he's been through so much adversity and how inspiring. Yes. And he says that she is inspiring. So she asks what's next. And Finley says they have to see how committed Kelly actually is. Mm. And this, I mean, there's been a billion red flags, but yeah. here's here's the, the biggest red flag of all. He says that Brandon doesn't share the vision that you do. And he has a lot of, he's putting a lot of negative energy in the mix. Mm. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to break it off with Brandon. Will you do that for me? Will you do that for me? And mm -hmm. we end on Kelly's face. Uh-oh. She, she doesn't answer. Uh-oh. A, uh, a faculty member should never ask a student to break I, no, it off with their boyfriend so. no i don't think so for his personal no, cause no that seems inappropriate and i'm just going to jump to it and tell you that that's my 90210 snap kendra what else oh that's it yes break up with brandon that's, for me that's a good one do you share that that's one it. because um i don't know i i might have to give it to andrea and that's Peter what i was gonna guess yep in the coffee shop yep i think that's what i gotta do because i was yelling at my tv yeah so yeah that's what i gotta say it was a good episode it's very it was packed i mean there wasn't there was no eye and zeering yeah but we got i mean everyone else was in there cindy had like a scene yeah that's true <laughs> kind of jim we saw his office yeah. for the first time in forever there was definitely like dylan dylan had scruff going on which i loved <laughs> so <laughs> definitely good story movement i just really i don't know i the sexism was just everywhere in this yeah. one which i thought was disappointing and i also and really irritated about the Erica stuff. I feel like that is very irritating. That's a two season build up to just like it would be so easy to bring her back. It would be and for like, a Christmas episode or something. Exactly. And I feel like had we had the episode where Dylan and Erica went to Hawaii and like Dylan worked through some stuff and we saw her and Iris together and like 
and then we had her come back. I, it's a doable thing, you know what I mean? But they mm-hmm. just to to solve this two season long arc in uh, essentially a cold opening and a couple of throwaway lines of dialogue, I think is really weird and kind of unbelievable for Dylan's character this far to just dump Erica. Yeah, I just don't I buy agree. it. I don't buy it. I hope going for and again, I'm the novice, so I don't yes. know what's going to happen. I hope going forward that we get lines about, oh, I talked to the on the phone to Erica today, yeah. or oh, Erica was just here. I know. You she just, came to visit. You, you just, just missed her. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope we get some of that. Yeah. But. Well they're great about doing it with Brenda, so who knows, yes. Kendra? Who knows? That's true. We have heard a lot of mentions of Brenda. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Yeah, I mean, so for those reasons, I have to kind of like put it, I think, it on does... the lower side. Those those take away from an otherwise pretty solid storyline episode, you know? Yeah. So plot-wise, I think it's an important one oh, we definitely, to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as like uh, overall feel, I don't yeah. know, overall whatever... Yeah, you, you got to knock it off yeah, some you do. stars for, yes, the, you do. for the lay America stuff and for the sexism. Yep. Yep. So. I fully agree. All right, Kendra, that's another one in the can. We're uh, we're pretty much at the almost at the midway point for the series. You know, we're towards the end of season five and we oh got 10 seasons total. So we're uh, we're making we're doing progress. it. We're doing it. We're doing it. All right. And when we're not. We're on other podcasts. You can catch me every other week on The Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. In our next episode, we're not going to be talking Ewoks because our next episode is going to be our last episode before Christmas. So we're going to cover the 1978 Star Wars Holiday Special. Yay! So you can find (laughs) that out over there. What about you, Kendra? I am Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and an Etsy page, Miss Musebox Crafts. Yeah. And I am also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we talk about a different 90s song. This week we're talking How Bizarre by OMC. How Bizarre by OMC, a New Zealand group. Okay. And you know how I love New Zealand. I do know that. Are you guys planning to do a Christmas special this year? Oh, I know for- you, you are. Yes. Okay. We did last year. We talked about Mariah Carey, Christmas right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that out of the way. We got to. So we'll see. We'll see what we do this year. Okay. We haven't decided. We have to pick ours, Kendra. I know. I, if we're gonna do like a twenty twenty one, we've talked about a couple yeah. things. Yeah. So we'll narrow it down. We'll narrow it down. Nick, this year I'm thinking about we have you know we have Pluto TV, yeah. which is free. Mm-hmm. Everyone should get it. It's so fun. Yeah. But uh, they have several Christmas stations, and so I'm thinking about just like while I work from home, just like have That's a Christmas good plan. movies playing all day. That's a good plan. Yeah. Because I am so pumped for Christmas this year. I love it. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. Well, uh, next week is not going to be our Christmas special, but we are going to be talking about season five, episode twenty. You got to have heart. Warning, though, it's not streaming. So, Kendra, we're going to have to do our our DVD remote viewing. And listeners, so will you. But if you can't, we'll break it down for you step by step. Because that's what we do. You won't miss a a thing. That's right. 902 and here we go. (laughs) 